And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Social Media White Noise. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, Ted, but we've had complaints that the intro's too long. Bugger. And we're on air. Hello, Mr. Butler. Good morning, Mr. Pod. Uh, excuse me, I coughed. Mr. White, there we go. Um, yes. yes. Welcome to episode number 83. <laughs> yes, almost at 100. Well, almost several, off 100. 100. But getting closer. I, I am Nick Butler, aka Loudmouth Man. It's true, he is. And I'm Dr. Pod, spelled out D O C and the rest of it. Dr. I always feel you should do it in the style of, of, of a Disney tune. You know, D O C T O R P O N D. No, it should, it should be in the style of the Johnny Depp style. Um, I um, don't know the Johnny Depp The one. Johnny Depp, Depp style uh, chocolate bloke. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Johnny Test in your case. No, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Okay, that's enough Johnny's uh, Anyway, on the show. Uh, yes, yes. You know that round the yes. houses thing that we chocolate do? Chocolate factory and all that. Mr. Just, thing is chocolate factory. Never mind. Willy Wonka. I've got Willy Wonka. Right. But the Johnny Depp that's, style of Willy Wonka. Because it's really funny. Roald Dahl. But Johnny Depp played Willy Wonka. No, he didn't. He played the character Willy Oh, yes, it's uh, We never mind. talk about that Willy Wonka. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D. That's Disney. Yeah, okay. That's the Disney Well, but that was Barney the Dinosaur. Nick, no. what are we talking about today? <laughs> Where are we and what are we talking about? We, another, another title. Why is, is today's show called Impossible Goats, Nick? What was I, going through okay, your mind? I challenge anybody yeah. to say Impossible Goats out loud and not laugh. Impossible you Goats. You see? You've out got a loud. smile on your face. You, you said it and you laughed. You said why. I said, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a word that hit my head and said that's... I, I think I must be... I'm, what I think is happening is I'm actually uh, manifesting... Uh, old AOL passwords from the back of their discs. That's what it is. Remember when you used to get the little CDs through to join AOL? And on the back would be the password you could use from that CD. Yeah. And it would be like two words like impossible goat or inevitable aneurysm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm manifesting that. In today's show, uh, show. does owning an iPad make you less creative? I contest that. Um, Is Apple protecting us from catching UDIDs? Are we slowing uh, down? Are you, have you been running today? Following up on digital diets, I've slowed down. And reducing digital waste, again, you've had a follow-up on that, haven't you? But more of that I later. Have. I mean, well, actually, the other one I've had a follow-up on. You've been out running today. Of course, I've, I've been out running most days. I've worked this out. Yeah. When we do this recording now, after you've been out for a long run, you are more hyped up than me on three cans of Red Bull and a Panda Cola. Hang on, am I going fast? You are going I've fast. I've slowed down. Not quite. I'm speaking slower than normal. There are people who are now wondering if you've recorded on the one and a half channel and I'm actually (laughs) recorded on the one channel. It was only a five miler this morning. It's only a five mile. But it was a short one compared to my big ones. Anyway, the less said about that, the better probably. Now. Um, Should we just brief mention of where we are? Brief mention of where we are. We're um, um, in. We're in a place we've been before, but it's under new management with a new name Cafe Rococo. Yeah, on right, St James's Street. Thank you very much. And, sir. The Thank you. Scrambled and I've just been brought scrambled eggs. For Andy Thank you. have just arrived. They have. So he is going to proceed to wonder how he can balance them on his and eat them book without and, eat them and so forth. And uh, I'm going to move over here and we're going to reorganise the table Would you like a bit. Have you got any tomato sauce? He is going to yes, tomato sauce. And, yeah, um, so I'm going to eat them. He's going to eat. I shall narrate as he goes. It does look particularly, particularly delicious, Andy. Although the uh, coffee has been distracting me all morning as well. Uh, so we're on St James's Street, which is part of the Old Steen, according to Andy. Who it's it's off the Old Steen. It's actually sort of part of Kemp Town, really. And um, yes. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's. I would have to say it's. It's the perfect mellow Monday morning cafe slot. It is. It is. 
it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely spot. Now, a couple of weeks back, because we do this show every couple of weeks, uh, we mentioned that you have an iPad. You are now an iPad owner. I am. And uh, as, an, as an owner of said iPads, um, we, we had some brief conversation about why you bought it and why you got into it and so Ooh, forth. Yes, I'm still evaluating that. And there's, um, there's, a, there's an entry on Hacker News, uh, actually, actually news.ycombinator.com, uh, which said, this hit hard. The one sentence which will convince you to return or skip the iPad. Um, and the, the sentence was, I know it's awesome, but the iPad is inherently a device meant for consuming and not producing. By getting the iPad, you'll spend more time consuming and less time producing. Okay, logical. Yeah, that's logical. And we've heard it before. This isn't new. This is not new. I, I can actually remember when the iPad came out. This was the, this was the big concern about the iPad, how you'll only ever be consuming stuff on it, you won't be producing with it. Um, I'm, I'm going to put my, my counterpoint. How many books do you buy that you produce anything with? It depends on what you mean by produce. Well, you buy a book and mm. you consume it and then you put it on your shelf. Yeah, but you do things with your thoughts in your head sometimes, don't you? Well, you do that when you consume anything. Yeah, like this lovely scrambled egg. You're hating a plate of scrambled eggs on toast. You're not producing anything with that. I am. I'll be carries. producing stuff later. Okay, that's really just gone too far, Andy. Mm. Thank you for that. Mm. But, um, is, is the iPad... This is a really great time to kick off a conversation with I'm Andy. Not, no, no, no. Stuffing his, no his, I can think better when I'm eating. Ah, okay. But is the iPad a product for um, consumerism or producing? Both, I would say. The, the, comments, the comments in the conversation um, uh, are split both ways. Um, I'm, I'm of the view that why is it a problem that it's a consumerism device? Why, why should we be? Well, no, a consuming, not consumerism. Cons- different. Consuming, a consuming device. Mm. Why are we, why are we down on consuming? Surely we can't all be creators and producers. Surely we can't all be chefs. Somebody at some point has to consume the content created. Is, it, is that not the point? I mean, there's, there's an article that uh, Cory Doctorow came out with, which is the, um, the end of general, compu- mm. general computer, computization. Mm. Uh, the, you know, the, the lack of machines that you can actually do things on in terms of build software for, because yeah, if you want to write software for a smartphone or an iPad, you need another computer to do that with. Mm. So that the, the smartphones and the iPads have become devices on which you consume content. Now, the, arg- the arguments are being made, and you've certainly experienced it, um, that you can create content, you can edit video, you can... You can uh, create to suppose, you can send emails. Send emails, write, write novels, you can attach a Bluetooth keyboard and uh, sit there and respond to emails all day long. Mm-hmm. It's, it has the potential to be, because of course once you've got into a browser and you're on the internet you've got the mechanisms there with which you can start producing content as well. It has the opportunity to enable you to create content. In fact, there's, a, there's an application called OnLive Desktop, which runs on an iPad and allows you to run a Windows desktop remotely through the OnLive service inside the iPad. Wow. At which point you've got, you know, you're, you're back to it as long as you can install some general computational software in there, some, some compilers and assemblers and some programmatical tools, mm. you may be able to build more applications. 
Although these aren't necessarily applications that will immediately run on the device that you own. But let's flip this around. The Raspberry Pi has been released. It's ah, uh, £22, £25, £35 um, general computational device mm -hmm. that has a limited amount of memory, processor, you buy your own storage capacity with it, you plug in a USB keyboard, USB mouse, and you attach it to an HDMI monitor. And there you go, you've got a computer. And you can write software for it, you can surf the web for it, you could just use it as an application. If you can attach a small USB driven or a small, uh, literally a small USB driven screen, mm. now you've got actually a computer that can be quite portable in a very sort of narrow sense. So we've got two aspects of um, this, this sort of level of at what point do you invest in something to be able to create content? Because you can go from £25 to £5,000 and buying a device. Why have we got to look at the iPad and insist that it must be a product that you are enabled to create content with? It's just pigeon-holding it. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, let me get that when you get your mouth full as well. Mm. I'm finally justified for why it is I'm currently taking up most of this podcast with my voice. <coughs> Excuse me. Because he has been polishing the horse off at a rate of knots that is just quite disturbing. Mm. This should be a video podcast at this point because... There is literally no point at which there has been a gap between Andy finishing one amount of food and restuffing and resurfacing with another. Nearly done. <laughs> um, I'm almost running out of things to say here on this well, particular I think, topic. I think that it's, you it's can't great. be. You, it's, it's a blurred thing. You can't just say that the iPad is a consumption device. Wrong. I've produced stuff on the iPad. Many tweets, admittedly, many emails. I could have been writing stuff. Well, it, your, blog I mean, your, your point of view is it's it's equally a product that you can create with, mm. and I'm and I'm of the opinion of why should it be a problem that you just consume content on it? Mm. Why can I not pick a screen that I'm only going to use to sit back with, that I'm only going to use to view with? Why we we've, we've had sixty years of televisions in our front rooms, and at no point has anybody ever said this is just a device for consuming. You can't create with it. We've had radios, and at no point have we said, this is a device that's only for because, consuming. Because no one was as, as enamoured with the radio broadcast network as they are with the internet. There you go. That's my, internet, that's my big, long, complicated sentence of the, the show. The internet has freed up people's ability to create The internet's caught people's imagination. Now, my, I, the iPad's great. I'll tell you the thing about the iPad for me, even if it was just a consumption device. It's now allowing you to consume in places where you couldn't consume before. This isn't going to go to another place that you're going to follow up on your, your uh, scrambled egg on toast, are you? Because we'll just leave it there. It's great to consume emails while wandering around the house. Don't or, confuse or what you wipe, is what I say. Or it's not just being away from the desk. It's, it's, it lets your imagination work in a different way, I find. But it's I'm not a great outdoor device, is it? Because we had a fantastic... No, I mean roaming around the house. Or roaming around a Wi-Fi. We had a fantastic sunshine <coughs> weekend... Mm. And so I was out in my garden mm. with my Kindle, mm. uh, reading a book. Mm. Yeah, because between books and my Kindle, that's something the iPad can't do, is actually survive being in direct sunlight. That's uh, true, yeah. you know, You're out in direct sunlight, your screen has disappeared. And that's the fault of the technology, not the fault of the iPad mm. itself. I mean, if we could move towards OLED displays, there'd at least be the chance of being able to see that content. <sighs> but um, I think this is an opportunity for people to comment in. Uh, for those of you, I know. I mean, I, I know people who are upgrading their iPads, who have now got the new iPad 
which is the iPad, um, not the iPad 3, but the iPad, uh, which has that new revolutionary, or what they call the resolutionary display. Oh, the Retina. Um, and there are people who are who are just blown away by it. They're saying this is this is a physically yeah. different experience when viewing content yeah. compared to the previous iPad. Yeah. Um, have you seen one yet, Nick? I have not seen one. Okay. But I still don't have an iPad. See? No, no. Are you likely to get one? Do you no. Think? No. Well, you've, you've got the other one, haven't you? You've got another tablet. Uh, well, no. Oh, well, I've got I've got an and I've got an Android device, which is yeah. the Arnova GT. Yeah. Which I picked up for like a hundred quid yeah. with Christmas money. Mm. Um, and I still like it as mm. a consuming device, as a yeah. device that lets me sit on the sofa, mm. keep an eye on the tweets, yeah. follow my emails, yeah. and actually I use it to just stream video content. Yes. Wherever I am. Yes. Watching videos on those devices. I love watching videos on the iPad as well. But I I still like having a general computational device a keyboard and input device along with my screen yes that, that for me is the the, the nirvana uh, nirvana is the wrong word right the utopia for me is something like the raspberry pi with bluetooth connectivity mm. and the arnova g2 as the display as the display device to be able to bring those three together does your tablet not have a soft keyboard it has a soft keyboard, and I can, yeah. my tablet lets me plug in a USB keyboard. Right. So I can I can get one of those little roll-up USB keyboards. Yeah. Unroll it, plug it in, and start work on my tablet and type content on my tablet. And I can write whole letters and whole documents with it. And I have done. Mm. Um, but it's not something that I would choose to use. I actually use it to read comics because it's really good for comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something I would choose to create with there. No. No. Whereas I take my Mac Air with me because I find it a very good tool yes. for being creative. Well, talking about things with the letter I in them, Apple. Apple. UDIDs. Well, speaking of Apple, keeping the topic on Apple, mm. um, there's an article from TechCrunch, which you've brought up, which says, amid privacy concerns, Apple is starting to reject apps which access the UDID, the unique device. Of course, this is a, your, your unique identifier for each individual device, isn't it? So you yes. can identify a device. Okay, which is... Up until now, well, it's been available for programmers to access. Well, it still will be available, but it's interesting the way Apple are doing this. Did you read the article about the bit where it talks about how they're doing it? They've got about five groups of reviewers or something for these apps. And at the moment, just one of those five groups is doing a blanket ban on anything that accesses UDID. And eventually they'll ramp that up, and it'll be two out of the five, and three out of the five, and five out of the five. So it's kind of luck of the draw at the moment whether your app it's, will get rejected. It's less about privacy and more about removing external... Is this, I, honestly, I don't believe this is Apple concerned about your privacy. I believe this is Apple wanting to control the external monetization mechanisms. Right. Because device application developers using UDID were using that as a mechanism to track unique hits from those applications mm. with advertisers and with sites that are external to the vertical market that is Apple's marketplace. So I'll just get my team of scientists to work on that, Nick. Okay, have I, do I need to go back <laughs> over that again? Well, Apple, I'm sure that everyone else will understand it. Apple have in place a mechanism for raising revenue and cash through their Apple iAds yeah. and through Apple's own marketplace and Apple's downloadable content. However, if you want to advertise or you want to put content into your app... Yeah that's outside of those areas, those marketplaces, mm. so that Apple will not take a percentage of that revenue in any way, shape, or form, 
You have to find a mechanism by which you can uniquely identify your device. Yes. And so things like UDIDs Perfect. are a way to do it. Mm. Um, so that you have a way of saying to the advertiser, this is a unique visit, this is a return visit, this is a long-term visit, yes. etc. So Apple taking away that tool make it harder for those monetizing devices that are outside of Apple's control yeah. to operate. I don't I believe this that. is about Apple's concern of your privacy. It's more about Apple's concern of their profit. Proficacy, like photocracy for profit. Mm. And I think, I think yeah, the more, the more you read the article here, um, I mean, when it says things like, the UDID is essential for managing the conversion loop, said Jim Payne, who runs a real-time bidding platform for mobile ads called MoPub. Remember, Apple have their own mobile ad platform. It's called iAds. So they're saying all the performance dollars that are spent on mobile are going to be impacted by it not being there. This, this advertising network was sold to Google for $750 million. So there's money there that goes outside of Apple's mm. profit line. This is why they want to control it. And we're back to the lack of general computational environments. There are alternatives that might be used, like a MAC address, which is unique for the network, and you can't hide that, because yeah. you kind of need the MAC address as part of the packet information that goes out the door about the internet connection. That's only needed for the ethernet bit, isn't it? The That's the ethernet bit, bit. although yes. it will be, if you're behind a natted connection, Yes. Yes. However, if you're on IPv6, bada bing, bada boom. So our Apple then just goes to say, oh, he's he's referencing the uh, MAC address here, let's block this. So does this mean long term Apple are going to block IPv6? Because if you go to IPv6, you can give your application its own internal network address. And you could be using that mechanism by which to track the phones. Your application, but would it vary from device to device? Yeah, it wouldn't matter because you give it the same subnet. You could have hundreds of thousands of addresses in the same subnet space yeah, for those applications. Team of scientists, are you listening to this? Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. So, so that would again create a mechanism by which developers could build something that goes outside of the control of Apple's environment. Right. And I think that control mechanism is, um, is one that's always going to be presented as being in the interest of, of the privacy, consumer. Yeah, of privacy, in the interest yes. of the consumer. Now we're not thinking of the children per se, we're thinking of the privacy. Privacy is the new, is the mean, new are, bogeyman. Are there scenarios where privacy could be compromised? <coughs> there is the, I've always put out there that your individual privacy can't be compromised by yourself. It's always a third party like somebody else checking you in, somebody else tagging you at an event. Um, Involuntary information, so it's not down to you, it's down to a third party. Yes. Which we've covered before which many we've covered times. covered before, and I yeah. think that's the issue in, in privacy, is being able to control the data that other people represent about you, not the data um, that you're creating and producing. Yeah. I think you can have a huge amount of control over that. Um, However, you can end up with somebody else breaking it for you by tagging you in a photo. Yeah. Just briefly. Yeah. Or um, clouting you. you know, and, and, or clouting you, or adding you yeah. to, a, to a cred score. Yes, yeah, know. yeah. Um, and these things, these things will <coughs> always backfire, but not through the mechanisms that you're expecting. Um, so, is there a way around that? I don't know. Is UDID restriction going to protect your privacy? No. Is it going to increase Apple's bottom line? Absolutely. 
Just coming up to 20 minutes, you're listening to Social Media White Noise. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was, I thought it was a radio show for a minute. With Nick Butler and Andy White, Acker Loud Mouth Man and Dr. Bod. And D-O-C- we're going to say... T-O-R-P-O-D and then some other You're going to just do that from now on, aren't you? That's just going to wind me up. I really regret doing that. I think that. now is a good time to talk. Uh, looking at you, Nick, with your magnificent beard, I think now is a good time to talk um, about... Magnificent, King of Shades. My magnificent impossible goatee. Now, we'd like to thank King of Shaves for sponsoring this show. We would. Um, because King of Shaves have very kindly sponsored this show, uh, like anybody else can. And uh, King of Shaves have uh, sponsored us before. They have. I'm happy to have them on board again. And the reason for that is we're talking about a great British product uh, run by a chap who's committed to business growth in the UK um, through championing championing that's not even a word championing um, the the concept that um, you know businesses need a fair crack in Britain Um, and he's always going to be found um, really sort of banging that drum of of listening to the issues of small businessmen in Britain and I have to admit that having been a king of shaves gel user and oil Mm. user and now blade user um, Tell me about I'm, the blades, because I'm using I'm the gel. I'm not going to go back. I'm genuinely not going to go back. Um, the blades are... I mean, obviously, the, the advantage in King of Shaves blades is you're actually paying less per cartridge for your blade yeah. than you were with other previously established brands. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you're looking at a handle that's costing less. You're looking at a product that's going to cost you less. And mm. actually, if you want to continue to make a saving on your shaving, then I'd recommend that you join... I like it. King of Shaves Sub, which is a subscription service that King of Shaves is going to be launching, yes. which will enable you, I mean, I'm presuming it's a subscription service, because it seems to be called King of Shaves Sub, um, uh, which looks to provide a way for people to say, actually, I want to make a better saving on the cartridges I'm buying mm. by committing to buying them on a regular period of time and a regular amount of cartridges every year. Do they get delivered to you? And then they'll be delivered to you. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're launching. I'm guessing that's what they're launching. But I am going to say that if you want to find your shavier, you need to follow King of Shaves sub. The Twitter account is called The Shavier. Shavier. You need to follow it. And try King of Shaves gel. Try King of Shaves oil. I will be astounded if you do not find a more pleasurable shave. The cool mint is really nice. It is a fantastic product, isn't it? Other products so, just like singe your face off, but this is just really cool and nice. I, 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 I simply appreciate the fact that not only, I, not only am I getting to support a British product that's been built with thought and care by somebody in the UK, so we're not just talking imported product, manufactured, um, you know, manufactured, designed and implemented by some offshore group, but we're also supporting somebody who's willing to put coffee and cakes on the table for this conversation. So we raise a, we raise a, a mug we to do. you. Yeah, we're shows. raising, we salute you, we King of Shaves. We coffee and say thank you. We salute you. Thank you so much. Follow King of Shaves sub on Twitter to find out more. Right, moving on, Nick. Um, you had some feedback on the digital diets thing, didn't you? Not some feedback. Thing. It, this, is, this has popped up again. There's an article on O'Reilly Radar from mm. Jim Stogdill. Um, and he, he's been sort of realising that um, he doesn't need to be checking into Twitter so much and he doesn't need to be 
tweeting so much and Facebooking so much. And mm. This is very similar to the conversation you and I had about digital diets in the wheel. Oh, yes, in the wheel, yes, and you criticised me and, for Well, I do, because I... Forget, cause, I can't even remember why you criticised me. Well, the, um, ask, let me remind you. Let remind me remind me. you why you're wrong. Take me through the pain um, again, Nick. But, but what we're talking about here is... Um, Clay Johnson's thought-provoking book, The Information Diet, which describes a diet in terms of info-veganism, and, yeah. and, and in terms of data, in terms of calories and so forth, and, well, not in terms of calories, but I, I question whether data yeah. has a calorific value <laughs> that you could legitimately yeah. diet on, that you could restrict. Now, um, I think what we can see here is that this, the gym has actually started a thing called a paleo, paleo diet, Yes, I've heard of this. The perfect health diet, etc. Um, yes, and I think what's happened is because he's picked up the memes and ideas from this diet, he's now applying them as ideas to other products. Um, I'm going to take now a quote that I constantly get exposed to every morning when I do Fitness Evolved on the Connect, mm-hmm. and it says, "People who exercise regularly also maintain a better diet, and you know, therefore they eat less calories through the day." Mm. Um, one thing affects the other. This guy's diet is affecting how he thinks. And just like you think better when you eat, mm. he's not feeling that what he's eating is less nutritious. What he's doing is he's moderating his content and his consumerism of that content. And we're back to that weird guilt complex over consuming. And I think there's a there's a, there's, there's a thing going on here, which is a meme that is trying to instantiate itself into the concept that unless you can be a creator... If you're just a consumer, that's bad. It, it's weird. If you, if it, it's, it's kind of the, it's because, because there is no centralised sort of control telling you that TV is good for you to watch or radio is good for you to listen to, mm. there's a sort of mechanism in place that says stop paying attention to the internet. It is surely, just as in diets, just as in nutrition and health, is it Everything not all to do with balance? It's balance, Nick. You should, yes, consume, but you should also create in an equal balance. I think... Because um, I do agree that creating feels good and it changes the way you think. Be a maker rather than a... Yeah, yeah. But, but not exclusively making and not consuming. You have to do both. There's, there's two things spring to mind here. First of all, a comment that comes up that says, yogis who know more about awareness than anybody, and I'd question that. Yogis would say, you do not worry about the externals, you pay attention to the self, and the right thing will come at the right time. In other words, we, or you, are the filter that you're beginning to look for. Mm. There's a, um, I can't believe I'm going to reference it now, but there's a chap who gave a TED Talk. I'm sorry. Chap who gave I a like TED Talk. TED Talks. They're cool TED Talks. Uh, they're, just, they're, just, they're just introspection and navel-gazing. I, they they irritate you, I can tell. Well, they do. Uh, but he gave a TED Talk and he said, the best filters that we can provide our children is the one between their ears. Yeah. The best filter we can provide our children is the one that we build between their ears. Now... That's, um, I'm getting back into memes here again, but effectively building sensible memes that help you self-certify and self-filter information. Um, I, I, was, I was delighted to hear somebody reference my cynicism as it's because what I seek for is the inherent truth in anything that's been discussed. Mm. And uh, cynical isn't bad, it simply means I'm looking for a specific truth in what is being presented, not simply the floss that goes around it. Um, and I read this sort of articles and I think, okay, I get that when I, when I read the article, what I get to is he realised that his productivity was decimated. So in reality, his focus was on actually how to improve his productivity, not I'm improving my productivity by consuming less or consuming the right things or changing my diet, but actually he's looking at how he can improve his productivity. 
Mm. And does that necessarily mean he'll consume less or more? Again, does information have a calorific value? You know, I, could you have empty calories? Is there empty data you could consume, like playing over? I, I think everything we consume has an influence on the contents of our head. I'm pretty sure of that. I think you have to filter because we've all got stuff to do. We've all got things we need to achieve, and I think it's 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 again just coming back to the diet thing. It's it's balance. It's balance. It's it's. I mean, I feel I have to create because I feel that's kind of what I do. Certainly, part of what what I do for other people. Um, and I don't if I haven't done it for a while. I don't feel so good if I'm just consuming, consuming, consuming. Hmm. I feel like I'm not myself. Whereas if I'm consuming a bit, and mis- middling that round in my head, and it helps me come up with ideas and talking to other people, and then I start creating stuff. Creation makes me feel better than consuming. Although I, I acknowledge you have to do both. I wouldn't want to go without consuming. It's very I, deep. I, I think there's um. There's an H.G. Wells moment here where you're talking about uh, the Eloy and the Morlocks. Ah, the time machine. And in in the the novel Time Machine. And of course the Eloy were the apparently enlightened beings who lived upon the surface of the planet. Mm. uh, And everything was light and great and wonderful. Uh, But it was the Morlocks who lived under the earth Mm. who did all the hard work, but they consumed the Eloy. (laughs) Um, yeah, and, and do we sort of try and separate out the community? They're doing the hard work. And, what are they doing? The Morlock. What are the Morlocks doing? Um, the, the Morlocks. I definitely read the book now. I'm going to have to go back to it as well myself. But as far as I can remember, it was there was a certain amount of allegory to um, the motivation Ooh. of people who who do a lot of hard work but are kept in the dark. Both those Morlocks are just and I, so I just, busy. You know, busy, 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 busy. Where's, where's the middle management in all of that? That's what they need. More middle management. <laughs> middle management Morlocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better so time busy. Just busy being busy, hey, aren't they? Um, on to the final topic, because this is a spring clean of consciousness and Yeah, from digital diets to digital waste, which you also had feedback on, didn't you? Or did someone comment on your... Um... So, uh, well, the digital litter conversation digital litter, sparked it, conversation with a few people I, I met yeah. last week, um, and it sort of followed through into a link that I found today, which is that the US government is going to bar its contractors who use computers bought with federal dollars mm. from dumping devices in landfills. Uh, the new rule, which will not be released, which has not yet been released publicly, will be issued soon and take effect within 90 days, requiring that government contractors bring IT equipment to recyclers certified through federally recognised programmes. Now... This is hardware show, waste. We, we talked about the iPad and yeah. you know why you should skip it or get rid of it. Skip it, skip it. Sorry. You just didn't want to. Yes. No, sorry. Carry you, on. You just, I'm not giving you red bull Skip for it. The bush kangaroo. Uh, Never mind. Yes, sorry. There we are. You're dating yourself now. I am. <laughs> and they. Well, I am um, 50. You know, we, we, and, we talked and a about. Quarter. You don't even look it, which is shocking, really. That's all that running you do. It's anyway, all of you, like. Talking about. It's that king of shaves. It's a sandpaper on the floor. Anyway, Talking on. about waste disposal and mm. recycling. Um, there's, there is, we have a thing called the WE directive, which is the waste electronic. We do, don't we? Waste electronic emissions and waste electronic. Yes. Essentially, you know, trying to deal with the fact that we're going back to that first comment about consumerism and owning things, and owning things that only consume. And I watched the new iPad come out. In fact, there's a, there's a great line from one of the posters on Four Horsemen Films that says, we cannot get enough of the things we don't need. And, oh, I like that. And <laughs> Wonderfully that, ironic. That consumer c- 
culture of I've got to own the latest gadget. Uh, um, I, I wrote about my Kindle. I wrote about my Kindle just a couple of weeks back because I realised that I've owned it for over a year now, yeah. and it's it's one of the devices that I just will continue to own until it dies. I'm not interested in upgrading it to the latest edition. It doesn't need to. Mm. It's doing a great job as it is. Um, the same with my iPhone 4. I have a phone here that I look at and think, as long as Apple don't release software that causes it not to work, mm. I don't feel the need to upgrade it at all. So you've got a 4, not a 4S? I've got a 4, not a 4S. Me too, Nick. And Me too. My wife got the 4S. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the same with, with buying equipment. I like to buy equipment and have it. I mean, I, it, it's, it's great when you meet all these people who are concerned about the world, concerned about environment, etc., etc., and then you'll inevitably find out they also buy the latest and greatest of everything. Yeah. And you think, hang on. Is it like a collector's mentality? Yeah, there's a collector's mentality. And I think, hang on a second. I'm not one of those people who spends a lot of time going on about how it's important to save the world, save the environment, and everything else. But I have that maker's mentality that says, I really like this. I want it to keep working and I want to keep yes. using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to use it until it's falling apart and needs to be remade, needs to be rebadged. I mean, I've, 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 like I've, I've, I've got a bike that's 15 years old and I keep it maintained and I keep it on the, on the road and it just keeps going. We've, we have lost that maker's mentality that was originally sort of, well, was previously sort of associated with make, do and mend the sort of post-war and during yes. the war mentality of just everything's got to go towards the cause. Darn it. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> Excuse me. And what I'm seeing is that on the one hand, we've, we've got the realisation that we can't keep producing and consuming shit <laughs> um, because it's all got to go somewhere. Mm. And we really do not want to end up with third world hand-me-downs of technology that are going out to other countries to say, oh, that'll be, but we'll just hand off to Africa. Because mm. this is the equipment that wasn't electronically efficient to start with. It wasn't energy efficient, and it didn't necessarily contain materials that you'd want to have left lying around. Mm. So we're just offloading them again. We've, we've got to maybe build conscientiously and own conscientiously, and, and without being flippant about that, but actually look at, is this product all I need to keep going forward? I was talking to a friend yesterday, actually, about uh, one of the minerals that goes into touch screens. Apparently, it's, it's all in China, and it's in short supply. Well, okay, so there's, there's the, that, the, the mineral rights question. There's also China, there's Australia. Is it in Australia, too? There's a, yeah, there's Australia has a very large amount of these minerals. Oh, they're pretty friendly, aren't they? The um, and bear in mind, the, the whole of this planet is only one-third available. We've got two-thirds of this planet that we don't yes, mine, well, we don't drill, we don't mm. survey, mm. that we haven't gone to yet. Mm. Um, and we are still coming up with the, the, the thing to understand about what we have today is the materials and products that we used. To, we're, we're no longer interested in mass producing things with bronze. Well, that was the Bronze Age. You know, we don't mass produce things with iron anymore. Okay? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? So the net, the net result of things that we're doing today, we have to bear in mind in 40 years' time, we'll probably pick a new product to manufacture that material with. We'll change look, that technology. Look to around. nanotechnology. Well, you know, Nick. But there we go. Well, there's a whole you know, other show to be had in there. There is. I think we better wrap it because we're at 30, nearly 35 well, listen, minutes. We're at 35 minutes. I just want to say that this show is like the British government. You can send us money in order to get access to this conversation and to order to, if you want to meet us, we're really happy for you to meet us if you yes. send us enough money. You don't even have to hand it in a brown paper bag. <laughs> you can go to the website, click on the donate button and put some money into the account and buy us the coffee and the cakes and you may get access to shape the opinions of the show. And if you put £5 in, that's like the bottom league. 
Uh, if you put £25 in, that's the middle league. But if you want to be in the Premier League, then put you know, over £25 in. Then you'll have access to Nick. You know, we can even change the policy we'll, of the podcast. We'll change the policy of the podcast and we'll be in your ears whenever you need us. <laughs> so I've been Andy White, Aka Doctor Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D, and then some other things to carry on with the tune. And I've been Nick Butler, a.k.a. Loudmouth Man, soon resenting the fact he's introduced the Disney tune to Andy. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Social Media White Noise, brought to you by Andy White, Aka Doctor Pod, and Nick Butler, Aka Loudmouth Man. Please visit www.socialmediawhitenoise.com where you can leave comments, listen to the show straight from the webpage, and subscribe for free. Email us at ulot at socialmediawhitenoise.com. Follow us on Twitter, Dr. Pod and Loudmouthman. We'd like to thank the coffee shops of Sussex, social media and technology, without whom this show would not be possible. See you soon. Peace.